2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Oh, yeah. On your home for the best oh. Ravens coverage. What time is this? It's time for news from the Nest, Nest. with Vinny and Haiti. 1057 The Fan. Goff started to his left and he's picked! Intercepted by Marcus Peters. Able to stay in bounds. He's gone.
4: You you look up, you think it should be a little bit bigger margin than it was. Unfortunately, we made some mistakes down there in in the scoring zone, and uh, the Raiders played well. But uh, we we, we played well tonight and and did our thing got the W.
5: Jared Goff, quarterback for the Detroit Lions. You heard Joe Buck on the call. ESPN is uh, Peters, the playmaker. Mm -hmm. Marcus Peters with the pick six. 26-14 was the final score. Detroit Lions after getting embarrassed by the Ravens last Sunday at M&T Bank Stadium back on national TV. And they survived the Raiders. And you heard Goff himself say, however, Vinny, turnovers could have made this margin much greater in favor of Detroit. But still, Dan Campbell's and." In- instilled a winning vibe into them. And, you know, instead of letting it crush them on a Monday night, they just uh, improvised, adapted, and got themselves a 12-point win.
3: Yeah, I, I think the thing that killed them, Bob, was turnovers and one and five in the red zone. You know, those were the two things. But otherwise, they dominated. I mean, statistically, it's embarrassing how bad they beat them. I mean, 81 plays to 45, (laughs) One of nine the Raiders were on third down. 157 total yards. Yards per play, 3.5. 77 yards passing. 2.9 yards per pass, Bob. Uh, One interception thrown, six sacks, 80 yards rushing. Red zone, they were one for one. Time of possession, um, basically 40 to 20. You know, I mean... You can't win a game like that.
5: How does that happen? Josh McDaniels, his seat's got to be on fire right now. (sighs) On fire. You've got uh, Josh Jacobs, can't understand it. Devontae Adams has been outspoken in his displeasure with things. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know if he's been exposed for a guy that just benefited from some other circumstances when he won a ton of games in San Francisco, got sacked six times, so his offensive line didn't do him any favors, but it seems to be somewhat of the dumpster fire in Vegas with that. It it just
3: seems like, Bob, that Josh McDaniels can't deal with elite players very well. You know, they're they're just, he he can't handle, as a head coach, I mean when he was coordinator, you know, I guess he had to get along, he got along with Brady, you know, Randy Moss. I don't know how he got along with Moss and those guys, but um, he's he's going to be 0 for two as a head coach because he went in there um, to Denver. You know, he thought he was Bill Belichick. Well, he was the GM. He too. was everything. Yeah. Well, he is now too. Kind of. I mean, Bob, the guy who hired him is a Patriot. You know, so they were friends in New England. So he's he's heavily involved. I mean, if I if I'm Davis, and I'm getting rid of Josh. GM adios too. I'm getting rid of all the Patriots stuff.
5: Now, good news aside from the win for the Lions, bouncing back now six and two on the year. Jameer Gibbs, 26 for a buck 52 and a touchdown, averaged almost six yards per carry. We saw him score against the Ravens and you know mop up you yeah. know stuff, but we saw the speed. First round pick out of Alabama at that time on draft night, Vinny. I remember being somewhat of a surprising selection oh, yeah, for that. Totally, totally. But Now with David Montgomery out for, you know, I'm assuming he'll return at some point. But Jameer Gibbs, now you're starting to see why he was so highly coveted by the Lions here.
3: And and then, Bob, they got a steal in the second round with Laporta. You know, I mean, they're two rookies. They're two rookies last night. You know, they were the stars of the show. And then Williams, you know, he had a couple catches. And this is basically his first year, too.
5: Yeah. Amon Ross, St. Brown had another 100-yard day, too.
3: 10 targets. (laughs) He's the most targeted receiver. Got to be in the league.
5: Yeah, but uh, Marcus Peters, he got that uh, pick six, but it wasn't enough. Detroit wins 26-14 over the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's get back to the Ravens here. It's NFL Lunch. BD Haney, 105.7 The Fan. How about Rashad Bateman? Want to see more bait? And here's John Harbaugh talking about bait after Sunday's win.
0: Yeah, I think that's really perceptive because. Thank you. And it's not the—it's not confidence in his ability. He's he has always been very confident. It's confidence in his just health. The fact he's been able to stack practices now and get a feel in the offense and catch balls and run routes and compete for balls. Football is a practice sport. We said that before. The more you practice, the better you get. You know, and the better feel you get for the game. All those different things.
3: Bob, to be totally honest, I think that's every sport, don't you? I mean, if you don't practice, it's hard to be good at that sport. Yeah, I and mean, if
0: you're a tennis
5: player, you haven't played tennis in six months, you're not winning Wimbledon, I yeah, would anything,
3: you know. But, I mean, with Bateman, Bateman's body language the last two weeks has been totally different. Before, he looked like he was – he didn't want to be there. Now, he's showing energy. Like, when he made that catch, he got up signal first down. He was happy. He's excited. He feels part of it now. He is, he is playing – very well. They need to get him to ball more. And I wouldn't doubt that this week, get him to ball. Because like I know slant routes and stuff. Bob, he's got explosiveness. Like I said, at the, when I was at the mini-camp, there was two guys. It was Flowers and Bateman were so much faster and more explosive than everybody else. Those are the guys you want on the slant route. Unless the corner's playing off, then then I want uh, OBJ because no matter what, he's catching the ball come high, hell or high water.
5: But is it an incumbent on Lamar to maybe look a little, and we'll do film tomorrow, maybe look his way a little bit more than trying to just do a solid for Odell Beckham Jr. Fourth
3: option. Yeah, because he's got to feel comfortable and confident, you know, that he's going to catch it. He's going to run a good route. He's going to be where he's supposed to be. And he's been that. And he's made play. Over the last two games, Bobby's caught every ball thrown to him. And he saved him of an interception, you know, the other day. So I think, uh, I think it's coming where he's going to start to get more balls.
5: Video hating one Oh five. So the fan NFL lunch, John Harbaugh, how's the interior of your offensive line looking right now?
0: Yeah, I agree. Agree. I mean, they're playing really well. And uh, I think we're getting better and better. You saw the inside interior run game really come alive in the second half. That was something we've been working really hard on. And then with that, you know, Lamar got outside a couple times on some keepers late in the game, uh, when we called those. Uh, yeah, Kevin getting the, the the all-time only one of three ever to to have that kind of a, a, a op- opportunity. He said he, he said the Cardinals had been elusive elusive for him the last few years. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of fun, but Zeidler,
5: uh, yeah, Zeidler's beaten every team in the National Football League. But would you agree, Vinny, with uh, John Harbaugh's assessment that the interior of the offensive line was on point? this past Sunday yeah. against Arizona. And I thought
3: in the second half, Bob, really the whole offensive line, and you can throw Ricard in there too because he lined up at the tight end a lot. And even Kohler, you know, here's Kohler's extremely smart. He's not the, you know, going to knock people off the ball, but you know what he can do? He can get his body in the way, and that's kind of what he's doing. But, you know, like uh, – um, uh, Lindenbaum, he did a nice job comboing. They did What What they did was they did a great job comboing up to the next level. In the second half, they were awesome at that, and that's why what they rushed for over 100 yards in the second half.
5: Getting back to the defense, a guy that's been kicking rear end and taking names it has been Justin Matty-BK leads the team in sacks with six and a half. Where did this come from,
0: Harbs? Well, yeah, he's having a great year. I mean, I guess you first attribute – Justin's great year to Justin. I mean, he's playing great. He's uh, he's talented. He works hard. He's all he's steadily come. You know, he's coming coming here from the beginning and steadily worked hard to become the kind of player he is. I, I really think he's having just a top notch year. But Br- gets the run, chasing the ball down, obviously, and pass rush.
3: No doubt about it. He is both. And I th- I think he's much more confident. He looks more confident. R- at least rushing the passer, he does. I think he feels like he can beat anybody, and his hands are really good now, and he's got, a, he's got more moves, you know. Um, and then against the rush, he's finding the ball real quick and, and shedding really quick. So he's,
0: his hand usage is outstanding.
5: And finally, speaking of hands, John Harbaugh, what about your special teams on Sunday?
0: Well, there's always something that needs to be work, worked on. Special teams and having a lot of experience with it, you know, the expectation is that all six phases are going to win. Uh, our our kick, the one kickoff got him inside the 20. We had four punts, I think, inside the 10. Punt return, we were we were three for 30. The one you're talking about is the onside kick, where that was the one we need to in this game play better. I mean, what happened was, you know, and I talked to their kicker afterwards. You know, I congratulated him on the kick because it really it's supposed to be a high hopper. And it came up it came up low and short, and we just need to be aggressive on that and go get it right now. And we hesitated. He who hesitates is lost. An onside kick recovery, obviously.
3: <laughs> no doubt about it. But the the thing about it is, you know, you want to be perfect on those. But that's a critical situation, the onside kick. I mean, that's, you know, that's your hands team. You want to have your best hands out there. It'll be interesting to see if Aguilar's out there next week, if, it, if they're in the same situation. And he didn't mention anything about missing a field goal.
5: I had to, uh, doinked off the pump uh, right there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't make them all. I mean, it, it, that's how good Tucker is when he misses one. We're like, what the hell happened with hey, and, Tucker And, Bob, you know
3: what's crazy is, is, like, the cameras, they just followed him over there to the bench and move, drinking water, fixing his hair, doing all that, talking to Stout, you know, like, uh, I clunked on that
5: one, you know. 5880105, some of the pad Earlier in the show. We gave you the Dirty Dozen, the 12 best teams in the National Football League through eight weeks, eight weeks of NFL fun is over already. It's the Eagles right now. It's 7-1, number one on Vinny's board. Mm -hmm. Now we get to the opposite end of the spectrum. Who are the five worst teams? No shortage of candidates for the feeble five. That's next. Jeff inside MarylandSports.com. Turps have lost three in a row football. They're 10 and a half point dogs at home against Penn State. Will they win against Penn State? I'm skeptical. Will Maryland even get to a bowl game?
3: 5. It has been a nightmare for this team. A handful of teams we wish the Ravens were playing.
2: You suck!
3: 1057 The Fan.
5: Turn it up Tuesday, Vinny and One hundred 1057 The Fan. Ravens, Seattle coming up Sunday, 1 o'clock, m t Bank Stadium. Ravens and Seahawks both in first place in their respective divisions. Ravens 6-2, Seattle 5-2. and 2. Got plenty of time to talk about that. And we will, earlier in the show, gave you the dirty dozen, the 12 best teams in the National Football League, led by the Philadelphia Eagles. Now we get to the other end of the spectrum, the five worst teams, otherwise known as the feeble five.
3: All right, last, last week, in review, Carolina 1, Arizona 2, Green Bay 3, Denver 4, New England 5. All right, coming in at number five, two and six Chicago Bears. You suck. Yeah, they lost it to Chargers 30 13. They're at New Orleans. Bears are last in the NFL, allowing a TD on 78% of their red zone drives. Whew. That yep. is, uh,
5: that's Civ like defensively, there. Norm could score if he was
3: getting the ball there.
5: And he was wearing cologne.
3: Coming in at number four.
5: What are you saying? Are oh, we talking football here? All right. <laughs> Put some pads on, son. Yeah.
3: Coming in at number four, two and 2-6 New England. You suck. They lost at Miami 31-17. They're hosting Washington. Pats are last in the AFC scoring 14.8 points per game.
5: Doesn't appear as though things are going to get any better for them. Kendrick Bourne's now out, right? Yeah. With the knee. And Mac Jones, to say he's regressed would probably be an understatement.
3: But then if Washington, they traded sweat. Got a draft right, pick. Right, and right. if they trade Chase and get another draft pick, then the team kind of knows that, you know, rebuild mode. Who are the new owners going to be? You know, all that kind of – not owners, but, I mean, who are the new people going to be in the building? Coming in at three, two and 2-6 Green Bay.
2: You suck.
3: Lost to the Vikings 24-10 at home. They're hosting the Rams. Packers only have six takeaways all season. Only Vegas has fewer.
5: Yeah, Darnell Savage, former first-round pick out of Maryland on the IR. Yeah. For Green Bay.
3: Coming in at number two, one and seven, Arizona.
2: You suck!
3: Lost to the Ravens, 31-24. They're at Cleveland. Cardinals are allowing 45.3% conversions on third down.
5: And they had allowed a lot of 100-yard receivers up Four until Sunday. last
3: five. Till, yeah. <laughs> Coming in at number one, Carolina again. You suck! suck. One and six. They beat Houston 15-13. They're hosting Indy. Panthers are only one of three NFC teams to average 195 yards or less passing per game.
5: So for Bryce Young, uh, learning process, shall we say, Big time. He, he's making the most of had it having Adam Phelan on his team, though. No, it, Gets yeah. him involved big time.
3: No doubt about it. So in summary, Carolina, Arizona, Green Bay, New England, Chicago. Uh, Bob, how about Two of the f- five teams are from the NFC North.
5: How about that? Fifty-eight, eighty-one, oh five, seven. the Fed. The schedule for week niner, which starts on Thursday. Tennessee will Levis at Pittsburgh. Steelers are minus three. Levis coming off a four touchdown performance. Titans are winless on the road. However, Steelers, we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Doesn't really matter. Either it's Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. Is
3: Canada still calling the place? I believe he is. Does not matter.
5: But Tennessee, it looks like a live dog. We'll do our picks yeah. starting on Thursday. Seattle at Baltimore. Ravens five and a half point favorites there. Over under is 43. 930 in Frankfurt. Dolphins at the Chiefs. And with all due respect to Frankfurt. And there is some... German lineage in the Haney pipeline way back when from somewhere. This should have like 4.30 prime time or Sunday night football written all over it. Instead, yeah. it's a 9.30 game. Kansas City and the Dolphins. KC minus two and a half coming off the loss. But as Nolan said earlier, uh, or I believe I, you said it, Vinny, um, Mahomes had a 102 temperature. Mm-hmm. He got a fever. I and, guess it is. And Taylor Swift wasn't there. Oh, my God. Minnesota's at Atlanta. Quarterback for the Vikings to be determined. Even if they trade for Jameis Winston. Yeah,
3: that's oh, a big, big downgrade.
5: And he's not playing Sunday, I would assume, right?
3: He, does he? Uh, not if he doesn't know the offense.
5: Atlanta, four-and-a-half point favorites there as they've already made a change at QB. Cardinals, who we talked about, they've benched. Uh, Their quarterback, Dobbs, they're at Cleveland. Is it going to be Deshaun Watson? Browns minus no, eight in that game? not
3: yet. I don't think.
5: Rams at Packers, as Vinny said. Green Bay minus three. Matt Stafford dealing with a thumb injury on the old throwing hand there. Commanders at Pats, as uh, Vinny said. New England minus three. Bears at Saints. New Orleans minus seven and a half. And in Chicago, will it be Justin Fields? Bajan again.
3: Imagine again.
5: Tampa is at Houston. Texans just lost to Carolina. Tampa's lost three in a row. A lot of scrub games, actually, with all due respect to these teams. I'm talking about Houston minus two and a half. Colts and Panthers, as Benny said. Indy minus two and a half. Giants at the Raiders. Vegas minus yeah. two and a half. Yeah, exactly. Cowboys and Eagles. Now let's ramp it up a little bit. Philly minus three. Really ramping it up. Because this have some, it will have some ramifications for the Ravens in the North and the AFC in general. Bills at Cincy, Cincinnati, minus three in this one.
3: That's good. Yeah, there's about three really good games this weekend, you know. And Ravens are one of them, you know, with very important games.
5: How do we judge this one Monday night? Chargers at Jets. Chargers minus three. Is that a good game? Is it
3: questionable? Um, well, I don't know. You know, it's going to be Jets defense versus Chargers offense. Yeah.
5: I mean, Justin Herbert, he dices up the also-ran teams. When's he going to start beating some really good team? I'm not saying, by the way, the Jets are that, even though they're in Vinny's Dirty Dozen. But if I'm a Chargers fan, this is a game I have circled as a win. If not, then you'd question them. Yeah. No doubt about it. If they're not being questioned already, which I think they are, but I mean, Bob, I mean, if you're, a J- yeah,
3: that would be a huge win for the Jets to be five and three. Oh my God,
5: puts them in playoff talk. Yeah, whether it turns out to be reality or false. Hey, Bob, we don't one know.
3: other thing about you know, like you were mentioned, like Tennessee, the Tennessee. See, everybody says Pittsburgh. Oh, their defense. They're ranked thirtieth.
5: Thirtieth. Yeah, I don't get that one either. Yeah. They've got let's see Watt Stud Fitzpatrick left Sunday's game safety yep, hurt so we're we're offensively
3: the, they're we're really the studs good.
5: yeah I think that that defense is living off off past reputation yeah. I mean Jacksonville probably should have blown them out the Ravens we've already talked about that a thousand times no doubt they catch three of the seven drops they blow them out in the first half
3: yeah so I mean then all of a sudden they're what uh Two and five,
5: like they probably should be. Seven of The fan. well, a team that started five and zero. College football was Maryland. Now, as we sit on the last day of October, Halloween, Maryland's five and three, and they've lost three straight. Two losses to teams they were big favorites to win against. Now they're home as big underdogs against Penn State, the border rival. Can Maryland get out of the funk? Can Maryland even make a bowl game? We're going to talk to Jeff Erman about that and more here on The Fan.
3: Taking sports to a whole new level.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
5: The Fan. Woo! Turn it up Tuesday. Cracking it up to 12. That's how loud it goes. Here on Vinny and Haiti. 1057 The Fan. And your song request. Plots for tax line at 410-583-1057. One more segment to go. You want it loud? We got it for you. Haiti, Vinny Serrato. Ravens. Hey, relaxing today, I guess at least in regards to physical activities. Tuesday's
3: players' day off. They're doing their charity stuff or whatever. Today, getting treatment. I imagine most of them are, you know, getting some type of treatment, massages, and coaches. This is their busiest day. This is their long day. They're working their ass off on film.
5: I'm back at it. Tomorrow are the Ravens in anticipation of the first-place Seahawks, but Maryland football, they're back home, taking on Penn State. Here to talk about the last two weeks, which have been debacles, or the last two games. Even the second half of Ohio State had you scratching your head a little bit. Bob Eddie, Vinny Serato, let's welcome in on the WGK Law guest hotline from InsideMarylandSports.com. He's Jeff Berman. Jeff, good afternoon. What is going on? Hey, Bob and Vinny, how are you guys? Good. Well, I'll tell you what, after the Indiana win, I was feeling all right. And after a first half yeah. against Ohio State, I was I was feeling like things were acceptable. And then the last two games, unacceptable. And we'll start with the most recent loss, the Northwestern one. And, and Jeff, did you watch in the game, did you experience or did you notice any warning signs that could have led us to believe that a team that was favored by 14, taking on a team that needs two games to score 33 points, that never gets to the quarterback, would do what they did against Mike Lockley's squad.
6: I mean, honestly Bob, I didn't see the warning signs ahead of time. I assumed, you know, you know, a bye week coming off of a really bad loss is a time when you're going to see a team come out pretty fired up, but early on you could kind of see it, you know, I tweeted this or so they were they were short-arming tackles. It just I'm not I'm not going to say they quit, but the effort did not look as high as you would expect it to be and then you know, it's just alternation between the offense failing and the defense failing for what seemed like every series throughout the whole game.
5: And, uh, Jeff, we had Mike Loxley on last week. We had Damon Evans on last week. And they were both saying all the things about the bye week. And, you know, they're going to prevent the letdowns they've seen now, what, one and three, I believe. Under Mike Loxley, after the bye, and we saw some more penalties. How does this theme just keep repeating itself where self-inflicted damage tends to do them in against lesser teams?
6: Yeah, I mean, it has been a theme. It was worse last year with the penalties for the first chunk of this year. They actually weren't doing too bad with the penalties, but obviously that was against much lesser competition, so it's going to be easier to... Play clean football, you know in that situation, so it's something that you know Mike continues to preach about fixing, but you know it has to get fixed. I think you know you wonder if some of it is maybe the coaching turnover there's been a lot of staff turnover the past few years that might be something to it, but you know when you're a player's coach, some people think you know as he's regarded and and that can lead to something like this, but you know that's also not the whole issue. I think there are also issues actually you know in terms of the the roster and 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 the fundamentals.
3: Hey, Jeff, let me say this. I mean, I, I te- cause I saw some of the same stuff you did. I texted Bob during the game, you know, cause the tackling, the one DB like refused yeah. to tackle, you know, I mean, yeah. it was embarrassing. Like you said, short arming. I mean, they were diving and trying to miss tackles. I thought the effort was extremely disappointing and I, I'm sure to Loxley, he was like shocked at how they came out.
6: Yeah, Vinny. There's no way he didn't notice it right away, right? He's been a coach so long. Mm -hmm. You see when your team is flat, and so he obviously he knew about it. He talked about it today in his media, uh, his press conference, his weekly media session. That you know tackling was really poor. So so he knows. I mean, it's just a matter of now. You know, you've got a team back against the wall, and you have to play against a team like Penn State. is really good. One of their best teams they've had in years. So. Obviously, he needs to find a way to rally the troops. You have to find a way to get guys fired up and, and try to save their season, essentially, this weekend.
3: And, Jeff, the other thing that you mentioned, and Joe Gibbs always used to say, can't win with dumb guys. And I don't know who number 15 is. I just, just, but when he goes and hits the guy out of bounds, which they end up, you know, getting a first down, otherwise the Turps get the ball. You, Locke said it all with his facial expressions on that one.
6: Yeah, it's um, and it always seems to come at the wrong time. I think yep. that's definitely been an issue. And then I think also, you know, the defense is, uh, was really good early on at getting forcing turnovers, and that masked some of their weaknesses. And now that they've played tougher teams and they're not getting those turnovers, it's harder, obviously, to keep teams out of the end zone. So that's been part of it. And then I think, truly, to you can't knock him too much. He's leading the Big Ten in passing yards. You know, his, his numbers are good, but... Uh, there have been some of those kind of typical turnovers that you don't want to see out yeah. of a veteran. And, uh, you know, the deep ball really hasn't hit that well. The deep ball has been pretty inaccurate.
5: Jeff Furman joining us. video and handy 1057, the fan inside com. Terps hosting Penn State coming up Saturday. Maryland, 10.5 point underdogs in the game. And uh, Jeff Hunt, how unfathomable. Is it right now that we sit on Halloween where Maryland started five and zero, and they're not even bowl eligible yet? And we all knew the expectations were much greater than mayonnaise bowls and guaranteed rate. This, that, yeah. and the other. If they don't make a bowl game, what does this mean for the off season here?
6: Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty amazing after a five and zero start. That's the big conversation among the fans. Is there's no way that we end up going five and seven and missing a bowl? What happens there? And Obviously, everybody wants to know, you know, what Locke's situation would be. I don't think, you know, clearly there would be a lot of pressure going into next year, but I think he's built up enough capital the past few years with getting them to seven wins, eight wins, winning bowl games, back-to-back years for the first time and forever at Maryland that I don't see, you know, them making a move, but obviously it's, it's a situation where you definitely need to win one more and, you know, you hope you can win two more at least just to kind of leave some sort of positive uh, sentiment about the season.
3: Jeff, you know, what's crazy is, is it's, it's really a tough job. The Maryland football job, you know, because you can't get top kids, you know, they go to the the bigger schools because if a kid comes and come watch us play, you know, and you know, we, we got 15,000 people in the stands and then you go up to Penn State, and they got one hundred twenty thousand at at a game, you know. So I mean, it's a really tough job. And then the other thing, what did Locks? What was his? What was his? What was he saying yesterday or today?
6: Well, the first thing you said, Vinny, you know, about getting players and comparing to Penn State, that's only half the issue. Now, the other part is NIL. Yeah, and Maryland is not one of these schools with a huge base of boosters willing to give a lot of money. So that's a, that's another. Uh, challenge being the coach at Maryland uh, in terms of what he said, you know, he basically, he's taken uh, responsibility for the performances. He said all the things that you would expect him to say, you know, at this point, I think he's just really scrambling to try to get things turned around because the fan base, you know, the fan base isn't, isn't thrilled right now.
5: Speaking of NIL and we'll wrap it up here with Jeff Furman from inside We'll shift it to basketball. What's Derek Queen doing here, Jeff? I know he announced, uh, well, he said he was going to commit last Friday, then he pushed it up, and then he pushed it up, and who really knows? Looks like Kelvin Sampson's coming around yeah. with Houston. Uh, how? What's the optimism level for, uh, you know, Baltimore kid, you know, coming home, air quotes, to play college basketball for Kevin Willard, still looking for his first commitment for the 24 class right now.
6: Yeah, Bob. He um, he. His high school coach misspoke last week, early in the week, and said that he was going to be announcing Friday. So that story got out, and uh, Queen eventually shot it down. I think he was toying with the idea of it. You know, now the question is whether he's going to extend this thing all the way to the signing day, on November eighth, or just go ahead and maybe announce sometime this week. Uh, obviously, you know, as I've said in the past, I feel like Maryland's been the best positioned to get queen Indiana's um you know they're not going to go down without a fight but you know i think it's pretty much down to those two i don't really see houston or kansas barring a classic bill self uh finish line maneuver uh i don't see it being kansas so long story short it'll be by november 8th but possibly sooner
3: hey jeff real quick is someone back or not back yet
6: Who's that? Kevin Sumlin is he back from suspension? Oh, Sumlin. I thought. I'm sorry. I thought you said someone. Yeah. Um. No, he's not back. I don't believe. Uh, Locks did not address that today. You know, but based on how they've handled things in the past, my guess is he probably won't return for the season. Rest of the season, and wow. then you know maybe he moves. Maybe he moves along or not. You know, it's, it, these are case by case situations. Obviously, I'm not in the staff meetings, but that would be my guess.
5: Jeff Furman, tell everybody about your website.
6: Good website is insidemdsports.com. Uh, we cover turf sports and recruiting all day, every day. So if you love Maryland, come check us out.
5: Jeff, appreciate the time. As always, enjoy the rest of your Turn It Up Tuesday. Sounds good, thanks, fellas. You got it, Jeff Furman. Everybody, it's Vidi and Haney, one zero five seven, the fan. Well, we know all, uh, Josh Dobbs isn't quarterback in the Cardinals anymore. We'll elaborate. And a former Raven has wound up back in the AFC North. Talk about that, and then we're going to get to the funhouse. Nolan McGraw, inside access, coming up at two. and Haiti, put your headphones in and ignore your co-workers, 1057 The Fan. Well, Joshua Dobbs told you about about an hour ago, got benched, Cardinals, and he got traded to Minnesota. Yeah. Josh Dobbs on the move after uh, started the first eight games for Arizona. They were one and seven. The Cardinals were in those games. Now, because of Kirk Cousins' the injury, he's going out to the Vikings, who right now are you know in a playoff scenario. Yeah, they're four and four,
3: but it's still going to be tough with Dobbs. He's a turnover machine. I mean, Kirk Cousins, Bob. If you look at the stats today, he's second in passing in the league. There's no way that uh, Josh Dobbs will be anywhere near that.
5: Other trade today, Montez Sweat leaving Washington, one of the Bears.
3: Yeah, and uh, I think it's a good move for both teams. I mean, R- Washington gets a second-round pick. You know, he's going to be a free agent anyhow, and they couldn't afford to pay him. I'm sure he wants to be one of the highest-paid guys in the league, 20-something million dollars. Um, and they're already paying two other defensive linemen, and they got Chase Young. So good move for them. And then for the Bears – I mean, Bob, in free agency, unless you over, over, overpay, you're not going to get a guy that quality. So to trade, and then you got him for, what, nine weeks, and you got the opportunity to sign him or tag him, I think it's that's a good move for both.
5: And former Raven uh, James Prochet, right, Nolan, signed with the Browns
4: practice squad? That's correct. Hadn't heard much from him since he was, uh, well, didn't, didn't make the Ravens roster, but he's found a new team. Trade
5: deadline, 4 o'clock this afternoon. Ravens make a trade, yes or no?
4: No. What do you think, Nolan? Yeah, it's a no for me, too. I uh, I agree. And and like I said earlier, it's not really completely necessary. If they pull something off, would it be nice? Sure. But they're not in a position where you're saying, oh, my God, they desperately need fill in the blank. You know, they're
5: pretty well-rounded. World Series game four coming up tonight on the fan. So you can hear that one as Texas looks to go up 3-1 on the Diamondbacks. Today is Halloween, so that means next Tuesday's the seventh. Maryland basketball starts next Tuesday against Mount St. Mary's. We just talked with Jeff Ehrman from Inside Maryland Sports about the Maryland football team. Uh, things are a little dire for Mike Loxley trying to get into the – starting to stay in the bowl cycle. Yep. I mean, 5-0 and oh start and i make a bowl? That'd be extremely disappointing. You know, that would be uh, Charger-esque. Well, that would take charger We'd have to start calling it turping. Yeah. <laughs> turping, Inside access coming up next. You ready to go home, Nolan? Let's do hey, it. Yeah, oh, on, draws. You know,
3: One thing, Norm, about the, the trade stuff. I think unless it's a wow, there's no reason to make a trade. Right. You know, uh, you know, unless it's Roquan Smith or Peters, somebody like that, just to bring in a backup type guy makes no sense.
4: Now, let's I've go reloaded. I've reloaded here. All right, go sorry about that. Withdraws We're going the trick.
5: The rudeness,
3: tuneness text reader.
1: Who's oh, the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick straw.
3: 1057 The
4: Fan. we'll, we'll start with this one here. A texter says, Odell Beckham Jr. clearly disgruntled. Uh, Harbaugh recognizes it as doing damage control in the media.
3: I don't believe that. I, I just think he's upset that he had, you know he hadn't gotten a touchdown. He's getting balls. I mean that's the only reason people get pissed off is that they're not getting targets. He led the team in targets.
4: I think it might be easy to see Odell throwing his helmet and everything and have flashbacks to his time with the Giants where he was kicking the what, the field goal net yeah. and lost. And, right. You still back. You get those visions, but this seems to be different. Seems to be frustrated with himself, not others. I agree with that. And he's had injury problems, too, the ankle. Uh, How about this one here? Uh, Patrick, Tyson's corner, talking about the Terps, at least attendance for Saturday. Uh, He says student tickets all got picked up yesterday, so at the very least uh, you'll have full student attendance for one quarter. Yeah, The M will be empty by
5: the third quarter. (laughs) If you're watching the game on TV, the M will be empty by the third. There'll be more Penn State fans than Maryland fans. hate to say it, but it's
4: a fact. It's a Saturday. It's party day. It's things to get to for these kids. Is that what it is? It's more important things than football. I'd be (laughs) hanging there partying. You
5: could drink at Maryland games. That's true. That's true. No excuses. Expensive, though, right? Drinking at the games. Mm. It's expensive everywhere. Drinking ain't cheap no more unless it's in your living room. And even uh, then, beer ain't that cheap.
4: Another one here, Chris, resident Penn State fan, checking in. I guess he didn't hear you earlier, Bob, but yeah. wants to know what's your feelings on the spread. I seems like the bet might be off. Uh,
5: if he gives me the points, I'll oh, be it, it would have to
4: be a spread bet. I don't think it'd be a straight up. No, bet. hell, I'm I'm dumb, but I'm not that stupid.
5: Figure out exactly what the the compensation. I still got beer on the line with Q here the Jets have four wins and the Ravens have yeah. six. That hasn't been decided. I still haven't even given Ray's bottle I was of up. A- say,
4: you're overextended <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, I know. Come on now.
5: But I- I'm listening. I'm always interested.
4: We'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, <laughs> this one here from Bobby in Baltimore. We'll close with this one here. He's still running hot about oh. the Cardinals' last touchdown. Or I think it was their last touchdown. Uh, the play where the uh, receiver was not called down, oh, yeah. uh, his feet looked like it left the ground. Uh, Ravens' defense started to drive him back. Runner was allowed to remain in the play. Uh, they pushed the pile. Should have never happened.
3: Oh, I totally, I mean, Norm, you know, just watched that play, mm-hmm. you know, before the show. And absolutely, they they had enough time where the guy was stopped at the three and then their, all five of their offensive linemen came and pushed and the Ravens' guys had stopped.
4: Yeah, that was the best angle was the camera from behind the line of scrimmage. So you can see one by one all the linemen running down the field. I think the only guy that didn't run to help was Dobbs, the quarterback. Man, he was
5: packing a suitcase from Minnesota. It's Haiti, 105.7. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be crushed Wednesday. John Harbaugh is going to meet with the media tomorrow. Lamar. So we'll have all that coming your way later in the afternoon. We got to what's a film study. We'll break down the win against Arizona, both offense and defense. Start previewing the Seahawks a little bit more. Yes. Two first place teams coming up Sunday. m and Bank Stadium right now. Ravens. Five and a half point favorites in that one. For Nolan McGraw, Vinnie Sorato, Bob Andy. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning. For now, Class Smith.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today
2: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
1: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better